in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. I would like to thank Lovence for being my affiliate partner for my podcast, as well as my blog at christinekellogg.com. Lovence brings sex tech to every bedroom. Their wide selection of sex toys can be controlled via Bluetooth and even at long distances through their app. Find out how to take your experiences and control to the next level at lovents.com. Well, hello, boys and ladies. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is episode eight, where I get to talk to the very sexy Michael C. from the Keys and Anklets podcast. I highly recommend you check out his podcast. It's amazing. But before we get to Michael, a couple of housekeeping things to take care of. First of all, thank you so much to my patrons that have jumped on board this week. I'm very excited to interact with you and share the premium content and premium Snapchat. Also, if any of you have tried to check out my website and came up with, Christine, where's your fucking website? Well, it's up and running again. We had some issues with the original hosting company, and it's taken about a week to get everything sorted out and republished. So it's live and good to go now. Thank you for your patience. And now, let's get to my interview with the very, very sexy Michael C. from the Keys and Anklets podcast. I just want to first start off and say thank you for the chance to talk to you. Um, I really love your podcast. And I'm really happy that you took time out of your busy schedule to have a little chat with me. That's my pleasure. I'm glad we to have be been, here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So we mm-hmm. have been, my subby and I have been Keys and Anklet fans for a long time. 
Um, especially like your earlier episodes, they, I was a huge, like nonstop addict. It was so helpful for information and it was fantastic to hear when you had guests on and all of that. So I, I really appreciate you being here. My pleasure. And I was just, sorry. That's okay. There's a little bit of a delay. I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, you get used to all this stuff. So don't, don't even worry about it. So my first question, if you could tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, some of you may already know who I am through my podcast, but for those of you who don't, um, I've been in the lifestyle for a little over 20 years now. Um, started off as a bull, but about uh, nine years ago, um, I got involved in a, a poly situation and I have a girlfriend and I have a slave. And uh, with my slave, I developed this kind of stag type of dynamic where I enjoy sharing her. So for the past nine years, I've been kind of having this dual existence as being both a bull and also a stag. So that's, that's kind of how I got my start. And, you know, I, uh, I've been throwing parties probably for the past seven or eight years, lifestyle parties, mainly hot wife parties, cuckold parties, BBC parties, gangbang parties. That's the particular niche um, that I gravitated towards. And uh, a little over two years ago, you know, I decided to do something with all this information and experience I had in my head, and I, I went ahead and started the Keys and Anklets podcast, and uh, it, I guess it kind of struck a nerve, <laughs> and and people really liked it and enjoyed it, and you know, now two and a half years later, here I am, and now now I'm on your show. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad you did that. I'm thankful. So, twenty years ago, you you started all of this what triggered you to get into the lifestyle or what i mean was there something that was you were like hey i need more out of a relationship or hey i'm looking for something different or well for me i've i've always been like a a a kinky sexual guy you know i've always been you know i got into reading like sex novels uh, pretty young. I mean, just like anybody else, I started off reading, you know, looking at Playboy and Penthouse and looking at porn and everything. Mm-hmm. But a real turning point for me was when I discovered uh, Penthouse Forum. You know, like, you know, you know, back then, if you got your hands in a magazine, that might be the only magazine you have for some time. So you pretty much read it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can only look at the pictures, uh, but for so long, and then I discovered the, the stories in Penthouse, and then I really got into reading those. And then I found out that there were actually uh, like books that were a collection of those stories, you know, meaning, you know, no pictures, just stories. And I, I learned that, yep. that those stories uh, affected me far more than just looking at the pictures could. And that just kind of started opening my mind up. And when you, you know, obviously, when you read, the stories can get a lot more involved than any kind of photo set you can see in a magazine. You know, meaning the photos are going yeah. to be pretty basic. You know, two people on a beach or in a house or in a car or whatever. Whereas when you when you read, it's transporting you across 
space and time and you know you're going back in time and you're going in the future and you're going to different countries and you know and everything like that so it 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 really expands your imagination so fast forward with all that knowledge and and desire i was always kind of aware of swinging just from reading those stories i kind of knew what it was sure. but you know, when I discovered the lifestyle, I, I knew that I wasn't a couple. So I was like, well, damn, I'm, there's no way for me to get into this, you know. And mm-hmm. then I discovered that there was this particular niche within swinging where it was like, hey, these couples are looking for a black guy. And I was like, well, I can do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got that part, you know. Right. So I kind of, you know, started searching online and kind of, you know, this was back when you had the Yahoo groups and all that kind of stuff. So going through yeah. there and learning and, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, my, my first experience, you know, came about where I was, you know, with a couple. And you know, I've told this story often on my podcast, but I, I remember I had no idea what cuckolding was, you know, never even really heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing with a couple and I, I, I can't even remember which one it was, but one of them called me sir. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are they calling me sir? Like, maybe I'm hearing things. Like, no, they didn't say that. They've got no reason to. Why would they say that? So I continue playing. And, and then they said it again. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm not tripping. I, I, I know they said it that time. And it's like, right. well, why would they call me that? They're older than me. You know, do they think I'm in the military or something? Like, what's this sir shit? But it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. And it, it didn't make me stop what I was doing. I just kind of rolled with it at that time. And so when I got home from that encounter, I remember I jumped online and just started researching, like, what is that? You know, where is, where is that coming from? And it, right. sent me, it sent me down a rabbit hole that I've never come out of. <laughs> you know, just, just from them saying that, it, it, it opened up this whole new world to me and i just sure. started i just started exploring it and you know it, it led to me discovering things that i liked that i didn't even really know that i liked well i have to say that i think it's fantastic that um penthouse was where you went because back in the day that is my first experience with anything lifestyle as well because when i was I don't even remember how old I was. My dad had like lifetime subscription to this stuff and he used to store them in his closet. And -hmm. that's what I did. I used to go in and read the penthouse stories all the time. I'm like, these are awesome. Yeah, no, they were incredible, especially to a young mind. You know, I discovered them when I was in my early teens, you know, and it it, it, it just kind of went from there. So no, they, 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 they definitely shaped me. That would be an interesting, an interesting poll to take. How many people started out in the lifestyle thanks to Penthouse Magazine? <laughs> I mean, it definitely would. I mean, I think you would see kind of a generational, you know, uh, yep. uh, gen- a generational kind of dividing line. Um, you know, I don't even know how many people still read erotica, you know. Um, but yeah, at that, at that age, for me, it was... It was it was mind blowing, you know. Just absolutely, the, it was it, it was the detail because you know the pictures. Yep. There's 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 no way to interpret a picture 
you know, a picture is mm-hmm. what the picture is, you know, but when you're reading something and it's going into all that detail, I just remember just being fascinated because all these images are going through your mind. And for me being young, it was like, it was, it was discovering that, oh shit, I can read something and still get a hard on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're that young, you think that it's got to be what you see. It's got to be pictures. It's got to be a video. You know, it's got to be somebody there in person. And then, so to discover that you can get just as excited, if not more so, just from reading words, that's a, that's a pretty profound step in your development. You know, like I said, considering I was, I don't know, maybe 14, 13, 14 years old at the time. Um, yep, that's how old I was, I think, too. Yeah, so, you know, when you discover that your mind works that way, it, it opens up a whole new you know, because it's, it's a lot easier to get away with reading those books. You know, I would sneak and read them in class and go, because all you got to do is just tear off the cover. And yep. you know, people just think that you're reading a novel. You know, you can read it on a bus, you can read it on a train, <laughs> you know, so. Yep. And, and yeah, no one, no one's going to notice. Yeah, no one knows. Yep. So yeah, it, it, there was definitely a lot of days and nights spent, you know, reading those kind of books for me. So one other question I have for you, you had mentioned that you also throw parties, events, things like that. Mm-hmm. How do you put those together? I mean, is there is there a vetting process or do you only mm-hmm. do people that you know are new people allowed? How does that process work? Well, being where I am, I mean, this is a very lifestyle friendly area being in the Northeast, mm-hmm. uh, New York City metro area. Um, and so the party scene here is very vibrant. Um, I was actually going to parties before I started doing my own. And, and out here, you know, there's a very popular uh, swinger site uh, out here that we use called SLS, which is Swing Lifestyle. And mm-hmm. people just advertise their parties on there. So it was actually pretty easy, you know, from going to parties. I had already made friends. And so when I started doing my own, it was pretty much like letting my friends know like, Hey, we're doing something on this Friday or this Saturday. Once you come by and started posting them on SLS in the event section. And, you know, we got a good reputation for hosting good parties and, 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 and having good people. And, you know, I've always vetted people and let people know that, you know, I'm going for a certain type of person. You sure. know, and, and, and so that, you know, I've le- I realized that if you get good people together and you show people a good time, then they want to come back. And so I, you know, I was able to do them for a very long time. The only reason why I stopped was because of COVID <laughs> and I just, I right. just haven't, I haven't started up again, but I've gotten, you know, so much other podcast stuff going on that it, it's, it's allowed me to divert my attention. You know, but hopefully I'll be able to start doing them again soon, you know, because I don't want to stop. I had fun doing them and people enjoy them. But um, but yeah, for me, the, the website, the, you know, the swinging community site was, was, was a huge help. And, and those are all over. It's not just Swing Lifestyle. I mean, you have plenty of sites and they all have event sections. So, you know, if, if people yeah. have the desire and they want to put in the work, anybody can do it, to be honest. Right. Do you have any advice for first-time swingers attending a party similar to yours or something 
like you would throw? Is there any advice that you can give to newbies who are real nervous about attending something like that? Um, I'd say uh, to address the first one as far as attending, because you should definitely attend something before you start throwing parties. Like you need to see what's out there and see what's going on and kind of get an idea of, okay, what kind of events do we want to do? Um, but I mean, going to parties is definitely a, a, a great idea if you can, if you can find something that kind of fits the particular uh, lane you're trying to play in, whether you're going to single male friendly parties, whether you have a, a, a person that you can go to a couples only party with. I mean, there are all different kinds of parties, um, sure. especially coming up, you know, as far as the, the lifestyle is concerned, you know, you have four mega nights a year. I mean, there are always parties going on, but there are four, you know, four times in particular where there are parties going on even more. And that's, you know, the four biggest party days of the year are Halloween, which is coming up, especially this year because Halloween is on a Saturday night. So, right. you know, I mean, COVID kind of put a damper on that, um, but I'm, I'm sure. sure that there will still be gatherings going on somewhere. Uh, obviously, New Year's Eve is a very big uh, party night within the lifestyle. Valentine's Day is another uh, very big night within the lifestyle. And then all the way in the summer, just because it's in the summer, uh, is just usually something really big going on around the 4th of July. Not that there's anything sure. special about the 4th of July, but just they want to have something to do in the summer. And the 4th That's of right. July is the biggest holiday in the summer. So yep. th- those are the... F- so. On any one of those days, pretty much anybody can find a party to go to if you just want to get out there and experience and kind of see what it's like firsthand. Um, You know, uh, you know, depending on where you're located, some people have access to, you know, their, you know, their lifestyle clubs that they can try. Um, But like I said, I would I would definitely advise attending something first before you even think about throwing something. I mean, to throw something, you've got to have. I'm not going to say you have to, but it's best to have some type of network of people that you know who will come out and support you. Right, right. You don't want to throw a party and have nobody show up. Or the wrong people show up, for that matter. (laughs) Exactly. So we had we have chatted in the past on your podcast regarding um, Locktober. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious if I could get your take on which we've kind of made our own. I don't I don't know if the we have Locktober, November and Deny December. Oh wow. <laughs> what are okay, your thoughts? Cool. That would be my subby coming up with that stuff. He thinks it's fun. What would be your thoughts on something like that or have you heard of any other um FLR relationships or cuck relationships anything like that doing you know, no November or deny December, anything like that. Uh, you're actually the first that I've heard of those two. Um, not saying that no one else does it, but it's I I haven't heard it. Like they haven't publicized it. Maybe it's just something that they do uh, between the two of them. Uh, maybe for a lot of couples, October is tough enough <laughs> that, sure. that uh, they got they they kind of need a break um, um, afterwards. But I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, if, 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 if the couple is into it and they're, you know, and, you know, cause I, I know some couples, they hate to see October come to an end, you know, so if there's a way us. to, yeah. So if there's a way to, to keep it going and, 
and stay engaged, you know, I mean, I'm all for it. Any, anything that celebrates the lifestyle and celebrates, you know, couples doing things together, I'm going to support. So even just because I've never heard of it, I mean, I think it's a great idea. And I know that there are other couples who would think so too. Awesome. So do you have any funny chastity related mishaps that you've come across in your experience chatting with um, different people on your podcast or just people you've come across in the lifestyle? Any funny stories that stand out in your mind? Um, hmm. I mean, I've, I've heard of, of, you know, uh, getting patted down at airports and, and, um, I've, I've heard of people being in meetings or, you know, in an office and not having it secured right. And it, you know, it kind of falls off and like falls through their pants legs and, and, and hit the floor. Um, trying to think, um, nothing that really comes to mind as far as chastity, uh, related, uh, funny things. Um, I mean, I'm sure your listeners will have plenty of stories, um, but nothing, nothing, nothing comes to mind other than those two that I've kind of related. I personally, um, trying to think if there's anything funny that has happened, um, with cages or with chastity with me personally. Uh, nothing comes to mind. I mean, everybody's pretty much been, you know, kept things, you know, there've been no emergencies, no lost keys, um, you know, no kids finding anything, no funny things like that. So nothing, nothing as of yet. I'm always keeping my eyes open. Hopefully I'll get some funny stories. Um, but, but, but yeah. nothing as of yet. Yeah. The TSA one ha- actually happened to us. I had a pink cage on him and he had mm-hmm. to go through airport security. He actually had to show somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was their reaction? Um, well, first they, they called in two people. They needed a manager because one person wasn't enough. And mm-hmm. the one gentleman just kept looking at me trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And I'm just right. laughing. And the door was still open before my hubby could even get his pants up. Like I saw it through the doorway. I don't know how many other people saw it, but it was just one quick peek and he was out. The guy just had no part of it anymore. He's like, <laughs> okay, yep, you're good. Head on out. <laughs> Needless to say, that's the last time we'll travel with a cage. And that was even a silicone one. So it wasn't even metal. It was silicone. There was no metal on it. Did they find it during a pat down? Uh, So he set off the machine when he came through because there was a solid mass in his pants. So then they did the wand and the wand was still picking it up. And he was trying to tell them that it's a male chastity device and the guy wasn't getting it. So my husband said, it's a cock cage, man. And they said, well, I'm going to have to call somebody else in for this. I don't, I don't know how to handle this. So he had to go into a little room off to the side and yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. I don't know if my husband was much of a fan, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it, you know, it definitely gives you good, definitely gives you a good laugh. That's for sure. Yeah. Still to this day, and it was like three years ago, I still giggle about it. No, I, 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 I can, I can certainly imagine. But like you said, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, that you get to kind of look back on and, and laugh at, you know, that's, this lifestyle yeah. should be fun. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so it's, it's nice to see people laughing, you know, it's, Agreed. it's no fun when you don't like, if it doesn't make you laugh anymore or chuckle or snicker at something, then mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of missing part of the point. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, I think a healthy relationship, you have to be able to laugh together. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my final question, any words of advice from a bull's perspective about chastity? Um, can you be a little bit more specific? I mean, that's kind of a broad question and I want to make sure I answer it correctly. So <laughs> if there's somebody who's new to the lifestyle, new to the bull aspect of the life, of the lifestyle, or just what are your thoughts specifically? Like, what are your thoughts specifically on the chastity aspect of a person's relationship or, um, you know, are you, do you participate in, I mean, obviously you don't necessarily participate in it, but what are your thoughts when you're playing with somebody who's in chastity or okay. along those for, lines? For me personally, um, I've learned to really enjoy the, the, the cuckold dynamic. You know, I enjoy a good mind fuck. You know, I enjoy finding ways, different ways, interesting ways to, you know, to torment and tease a cuck. You know, for me personally, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and what I've learned is, you know, I didn't really get this in the beginning. But as I've gotten more experienced at it, I've learned that the more I'm into it, the more I enjoy it the more she gets off on it. And, and I guess it's because sure. for a lot of women, they don't, they, they're, they're so used to doing the heavy lifting when it comes to that. Usually the guy is not interested, so they kind of have to be the driving force behind it. Um, mm-hmm. So when they find a bull who actually enjoys it and who is actually the one creating scenarios and creating suggestions and giving ideas, it's like, oh, so I actually get to sit back and enjoy the ride this time. Um, for example, uh, one couple that I was with uh, recently, you know, one of the things that I always wanted to do, and I got a chance to do it, was uh, they came to the hotel, and, and he was locked up, and I had him bring me a very special bottle of whiskey, and I got him to make my drink, and I told him, I, I told him, you know, to produce the key, and mm-hmm. we did. I told him to rinse the key off, and I had him put the key in my drink. You know, mm. so, the, so the whole time we were together, the key was just sitting at the bottom of my drink, you know, wow. and it's just, a, it was just a small little thing, you know, but I could see their reaction. Like every time I took a sip of my drink, their eyes were on that glass. That's fantastic. You know, and you know, I, 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 I you know, I heard one story of somebody else that I know where they took a, a, a cuck's key and they, 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 they put it in an ice cube. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I've heard and, that. Yeah. And you know, there, there are a number of different directions you can take that in. But again, it's just, it's just, I enjoy being creative. And like I said, maybe that all, that all stems from reading those penthouse forums and having my mind kind of expanded and, and and so I I like coming up with new things to do and new ways to do it. And like I said, you know, once once you see how it affects her, it's very easy to get into. Because for me, I'm I'm really big on energy. You know, I, I want maximum energy in the room. You know, so anything I can do to enhance that, anything I can do to increase that. And so learning yep. that, 
that has that kind of effect on her. I mean, once you see that, it's easy to me, it's easy to get into because, you know, even though it's fun to do, it's really fun to, to see her reaction to it and see her like really getting off on it and getting into it. And, and then that energy in turn gets directed on you. So you benefit from it. It's not like it's just one of those things that you do where it benefits the cuck and it benefits her. It, it, you know, as a bull, it benefits you too. Absolutely. You know, because when it comes time for her to, you know, be with you, she's even more charged up and even more appreciative and, and wants to give you even more of herself. So it mm-hmm. definitely benefits you, you know, as, as a bull to, 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 to get into it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That was a fantastic answer. It was great. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to I mean, say thank you. That's just the way I feel. Yeah, I, it's a great outlook and it's great to hear other people's perspective on mm-hmm. on things because I think sometimes, especially for me, having I still have kids in the house and things like that, it's nice to have kind of a refresher on you know, other people's views. And it it's a really good outlook on why people do this. I think there's so much judgment against the lifestyle. And I think if you really dig deep into it, I mean, people in the lifestyle, I think, have truly healthy relationships. And I think once you get past the visual of it, the deep yeah, down. Yeah, the whole porn aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really got to get past that. People struggle with that, I think, sometimes. But I mean, people, especially, for instance, in my type of relationship, in a female-led relationship or a chastity relationship, I I mean, our connection is unbelievable. And even from the interview that you and I had done for Locktober a while back, all the other women, too, That's that was their big thing, the connection. It's just, fan- and I think there's so much that you can get from that, from the lifestyle that people don't see on the surface. No, no, there's, there's, there's definitely a, a lot that they miss. And I mean, that's one of the things that we're trying to do is, you know, is broaden people's horizons and, and, you know, let people see it for what it really is and to not right. focus so much on the, on the porn aspect of it. Right. That's kind of just an added bonus of it, to be honest. <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to increase awareness, you know, and, and, and get people to see it for, you know, the, 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 the beautiful and exciting lifestyle that it is. And get over the fear. Man, I remember the first time coming into anything lifestyle, I was terrified with my, you know, small town background. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's it's different reading about it in a magazine and actually participating in it down the road, you know. No, it, it you know, but I think but once you get that taste of it, man, is it so exciting. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me. I know you're a busy guy and I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with me and I can't wait to hear your upcoming podcast episodes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, and like I said, thanks for, thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, I I wish you much success with what you guys are doing. I know this is kind of a new venture for you. So I, I hope it turns out to be everything that you want it to be and anything I can do to help. I'm more than happy to do so. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you listen on. I would really appreciate it. And please share a link to the podcast on your social media. I really believe that there may be things that I talk about that somebody might just want to hear. I'd love to be able to connect with you. So the best place to do that is probably Twitter. You can look for at Christine Kellogg, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-E. Also, I can be reached at Christine Kellogg at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, find me on Patreon at Christine Kellogg. I have all sorts of content like photos, an erotic audio drama, premium Snapchat, read exclusively for you, and more. Also, I'm on Fiverr at Christine Kellogg. I do general erotic voiceovers like Spank Bank Audios that I was just talking about, as well as hypnosis, ASMR, audiobooks, and custom voicemail messages. Hit me up on Fiverr and mention that you heard me on this podcast, and I will give you a discount there also. Links to all these are in the show notes. Again, thank you so much. Be a good human being and stay safe. I can't wait till the next episode. Mwah!